season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. Have you ever heard of cracking bat grip? If not, you're missing out. All the top prospects around the nation are trying it out. If you're looking for a long-lasting, high-tack, strong, sheer-strength stick that has the unique feel that only comes from using genuine pine tar and can be used in cool to hot temperatures, Kraken Bat Grip has the product for you. Go check them out. They can be found at KrakenBatGrip.com and at KrakenBatGrip on Instagram and Twitter. And their CEO, Brian Stewart, has also been on the podcast. So check out his episode. Learn more about him and the company. So listen to this episode, and I hope you guys check out Kraken Bat Grip. And welcome back to the JKR Podcast. My name is Jace Riggling and I'm the host. Today we have episode number two of two this weekend. We continue with the business side of baseball. Had a great interview yesterday with Alex Armstrong, CEO of All American Prospects. Like I said yesterday, go check them out. Another guy you're going to want to check out, today's guest, we got Hustle Baseball CEO James Schneider. Go check them out, hustlebaseball.com. It's going to be Hustle Baseball on Instagram. A great company. Today we dig into that a little bit. Overall, today we discuss how the company got started, overall what his brand actually is, his vision for the future, and possibly working with some NIL, even have some, having, having some brand ambassadors. Uh, just really dig into Hustle Baseball as a whole. So I uh, really enjoyed the episode today. I hope you guys do as well, and let's dig into it. And welcome back to the JKR Podcast. Today we have Hustle Baseball CEO and founder. We got James Schneider on the show. James, super pumped to get you on the show, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Appreciate you having me on. Um, and looking forward to uh, talking about baseball and my, and my brand. Of course. Like I said, I wanted to reach out just because I did. I did. I came across your brand, really liked what you got going on. So I kind of wanted to promote your company. But one question before we do dig into it is, for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is James Schneider? Uh, I am um, a former baseball player. Um, I played, you know, going back to Little League, high played uh, high school, varsity senior year. Um, I did one year of JUCO, um, got injured, and kind of just kind of hung it up at that point. Played a little adult baseball leagues here and there. Um, and then, um, yeah, just kind of, just love the sport and just I, I coach and, and umpire when I can. And just anything I can do in, in the sport of baseball, I, I do it. So you're from Los Angeles now. So have you always been located there in California or did you grow up somewhere else? No, I always grew up um, in the Los Angeles area. Um, I moved to Arizona in 96 for like just for high school. I lived there for five years. Um, and then I moved back um, in 2001 after I met my now wife at the time. So, okay. um, so majority of my, my childhood is in the California area. Okay. So digging into uh, your one year of playing Juco, kind of take us through that a little bit, what it was like playing Juco. Obviously, I mean, that's always, that's something that, that's something always people talk about is that big difference between playing Juco compared to maybe going to a UCLA, Stanford and schools like that. So kind of just dig through your Juco experience just a little bit, that one year that you got to play. Um, it was, it was good. It was very different compared to, you know, 
the high school level. We didn't see, you know, the school I went to, we didn't see great um, pitching and things like that. You know, the speeds weren't there. They're, I think the highest that I faced in high school was like 80, maybe 82. Um, but once I got to the Juco level, you know, the, the pitching was a little bit more uh, advanced. Uh, they threw harder. The pitches were more nasty. Um, but it, it was a good experience. Um, I wasn't a full-time starter. Um, I got out, out played on that, you know, which is fine. Um, but I, I love the experience. I love that playing that level. Um, and getting that experience. Um, I did say, I mentioned I got injured. Um, I personally, I don't think I would have advanced past that stage. I think there's players way better than I was. Um, so once I got injured, I kind of just figured, you know, do the surgery and just kind of take a seat back and just do other things and coach and do umpire type yeah. stuff. So after after that one year when you did get hurt, how long did you keep yourself away from baseball before you got back into it, umpiring, coaching, and then obviously starting hustle baseball? Uh, so I got back into coaching probably about a year after um, my injury. Um, I started coaching uh, just city city leagues, um, umpiring at, li- at local uh, little leagues and things like that. Um, hustle baseball didn't didn't come to fruition until 2018. So taking that taking that one year off, and uh, what was that biggest difference you saw just going from the playing side of things to actually coaching? Obviously, when you're coaching, you're still, what, 19, 20 years old at that point? So kind of take us through that a little bit, kind of what was the challenges you faced just going from actually playing on the field to in the dugout now and you're coaching that next generation? The, the, most, the most difficulty I had with the coaching aspect was just trying to – that age, like I said, I was 20, like 21, I think, 2021. 20, um, it it was the tough part was trying to come up with drills that I felt would benefit the players and help with their growth. Um, so my first year of coaching was kind of rough. You know, I was very new to it. I mean, yes, I played baseball, but you know, once when you play and you move to coaching, it's a little bit different. Um, you know, you're on different territory. Uh, so I did it for a year, and then after that, I kind of um, went and did like a, some assistant coaching with some more advanced coaches, um, people who have been doing it for years, kind of just to get my feet wet and kind of learn a little bit more from people who have been coaching longer and know more about, you know, training and, and fundamentals um, so that I can learn it and tr- uh, transport that to the younger generation. So with Hustle Baseball now going on today, like, are you still a coach and an umpire now? Or once you started the company, did you kind of stay away from the actual coaching side of things? Uh, So I do, I still do coaching, uh, but it's more now I coach my son. Um, So I've done like four seasons with him. He's six. Uh, So we've done like spring, fall, spring. Now we're going to do another fall um, season. So I, I kind of focus on like, you know, the younger kids now, my son and trying to get him into the sport and, you know, train him up and coach him up on the sport. Uh, so I do that. Umpiring, I don't really do much anymore. Um, so I just kind of focus on the brand, family life and, and coaching my son in the sport. All right. So you said that the brand got started in 2018. So kind of let's dig into it to how the company actually got started, where the idea came about. And overall, just how that, how that, how long did that process take from that idea stage to when it actually became a company and a brand? 
All right, so when I first started it, um, I didn't really have a brand or name or logo set. Um, I just kind of, I liked designing t-shirts. Um, I like designing period, that's what I do for a living. Um, so I wanted to, I wanted to design some shirts that I felt fit me and my style of playing and my love for the sport. So I started just doing just random um, baseball generic designs, not really focusing on a specific team or position or anything like that. Um, and that was probably a very basic page for like the first year when I first started uh, my brand. Um, so about 2019 is when Hustle Baseball, I would say, was officially born. That's where I had I came up with the name. Um, I designed the logo, and I kind of just shot it from there. Um, so I just wanted to, I wanted to create designs that I liked, and I feel other people who love the sport as much as I do would like. So in 2018, when you were kind of just designing shirts that you actually liked personally, was your goal to end up initial, um, at some point selling it to the public? Or at that point, were you just kind of creating stuff for your for your own self, personal self just to wear around? Uh, it was mainly for myself. I, I created the page where it was available for the public, um, but the reach wasn't there. I um, was still, nobody was visiting the page. It was... Um, I had no, I had no followers at the time. I was brand new. Um, it was kind of rough to get the push to kind of expand and get out there and get noticed by people. Um, so mainly it was just for me, for some friends, I would make some designs, print some shirts, um, and then me and my friends would wear them. Uh, so that's kind of what the initial uh, stages of the brand started as. Um, and then in 2019, I started to gain traction uh, with some fan pages who have found me uh, based on like you know hashtags mm -hmm. and things like that and so that kind of helped push me a little bit they were sharing my posts and liking them uh, and kind of just helped me grow from that point okay so at what point in, at what point in this process obviously 2018 you're making shirts for you and your friends 2019 you do start that hustle baseball brand so when was it that you kind of that, that just that moment in time when you realized, OK, maybe I actually do make need to make a brand, make a company that way I can actually sell this and make some good money off of it? Um, I would say it was probably I would say March of 2019 um, is when I thought this could be something bigger. Um, that was like my biggest month of I got in sales. Um, so I was like, oh, people are actually liking my stuff. People are buying it. Um, let's try to put out some more, more content, some more designs, um, and see where that can go. And so I kind of just, at that point, just kept growing. Um, there was months where, you know, you know, I hit a plateau and it was flat and then next month, you know, kind of picked up a little bit more, but it was, it was that early, early 2019 is where I gained some traction as far as, uh, notoriety and people noticing my, my page and my design, liking them. So when people started to notice and start liking what overall the, the stuff that you were making, what kind of went into that naming process? Why did you name it Hustle Baseball Company? Was there a couple other ideas that came across your mind? And just overall, like, what was the reasoning for picking Hustle Baseball? So when I, researching it, I was just kind of like looking around for different uh, baseball business names, just making sure things weren't, I'm not picking something that's already taken to avoid any copyrights and things like that. 
Um, and I was just using different phrases, you know, I was using hustle, I was using baseball, um, like turn two, things like that. Um, and when I came across, when I was using hustle, nothing was coming up. There's a couple of like youth, um, travel ball teams that were using the name hustle, but not necessarily like hustle baseball, hustle baseball co. Um, so I kind of went with that. It was not very many people using it. Like turn two, there's a page called turn two. So I couldn't do that. Um, so I went with hustle one and me as a player, I was always like hustling. You know, I, I was that player who like jotted out of the dugout, ran, sprinted out to the, you know, the outfield. And I was that player who ran right back in on my third out. I was always hustling, you know, simple ground ball. It could be to the pitcher, first baseman. I always hustled out and I ran through the box. Um, so it kind of fit me personally because I was the type of player I was. I always hustled. Um, I respect players who, who hustle. Um, I'm working on a design now that is says hustle is playing the game right. So um, I, it just kind of fit me personally. I like that. That's okay. So after, after you did decide to name the company, name the brand, um, how has this company evolved over these past couple of years, obviously in 2020, 21, and then so far here in 2022? Uh, evolved really good. Um, I've gotten uh, many interests in um, wanting to represent the brand um, as like, you know, uh, hustle athletes, they want to call it, or um, not necessarily sponsors, but like, almost like promoter type, uh, brand, uh, brand ambassadors type thing. Um, that's something I'm very interested in, in exploring. I'm not sure if I'm quite there yet. Um, but it's definitely something I'm, I'm interested in exploring and expanding more and bringing on people who are, who could be ambassadors and, you know, where the brand, you know, post, post on their social media and, um, give discount codes for, to for them specifically so that they can promote it and and get their fans interested in it uh, so that's something i'm working on next is to expand that realm and kind of bring in that program yeah so do you have maybe i know you said you're not i know you said you're not maybe ready for it right now but do you think you'd have a timeline on when you would be ready to potentially have brand ambassadors or work with college athletes for nil that just came out recently last year do you have maybe like a timeline of like a goal you'd like to start working with athletes that way I'm hoping by next summer um, uh, at the, at the latest, hopefully sooner, but um, the way my timeline looks right now and uh, building things up is probably looking more like next summer. Okay. Start launching so, that, do, that you, do, you, do you have any sort of ideas as like maybe what, what your brand ambassador program would consist of, or right now is it kind of just in the beginning stages? Like, Oh, that's something I'd like to do here in the near future, but you just really haven't thought about it much. It's very in the early stages. Um, some things I, I was thinking, like, I would just send, like, um, a care package of a couple couple items to the players, um, and they can wear them, take, take, take pictures, post social media, tag me. I'd share it on my page, things like that. Um, and get one, like I said, give them a personal discount code. Like, it would be, like, you know, JKR pod 15. So, you like your followers get 15% off using your code. Um, other ones I thought would like be, I'd give a discount code, but also help benefit those players is to give them an additional like percentage of sales that come in on their code. 
So if they okay. somebody spends fifty bucks using their code, a percentage of that I would then push that to that player for the the promoting aspect of it. Okay. Kind of benefiting them as well as myself. Of course. So again, it's all in early stages. Nothing is finalized yet, but that's kind of idea that I have written down is possibilities in the future. Okay. Yeah, that was actually a couple of questions I had leading uh, leading up here down this list, uh, because I don't know if you I don't know if you looked into my page at all, but I am like an I'm an aspiring MLBPA certified agent. Once I do graduate from college, right now I've got a couple baseball players who are some of my NIL clients who are playing at some Power Five Big Ten schools. Um, so that was like a question I had for you down the road because um, another reason besides promoting your company was just to kind of build a relationship with you. That way we can potentially down the road, some of my clients could potentially rep, rep your brand and just be mutually beneficial for my clients and for yourself. So that was actually some, that was actually a question that I had later on, but uh, nice. It was nice that you brought it up. Um, but when it comes to your clientele, I know you you live in Los Angeles. You, well, you live, you live 30 minutes uh, away from Los Angeles. I know you've got a lot of like Dodgers inspired gear on your website with the Cervez Ravine and all, and all that type of gear. But is your, the majority of your clientele, is that California-based, or do you have clientele that's kind of across the nation? Um, a lot of the people bought my stuff are really broad range across, you know, the nation. Um, I do I do a few, you know, Dodger-themed-inspired uh, designs. One, personally, I'm a Dodger fan. Um, just living in the area, L.A. area, growing up here, it's kind of where my fan base is um, as far as that. So I do a couple of those for – my followers uh, that are Dodger fans um, and myself, obviously, but I try to stick to more generic baseball theme. So it's not really geared towards one team uh, just that it's, it's available for everyone. You know, if you like, you feel like the Mets, if you like the Rockies, you know, the, the guardians or whatever it is that the shirts kind of work for no matter what team you're with, because it's just baseball inspired baseball generic it can be for any team really yeah of course so now I've done, you... sorry i've done a couple team inspired shirts like i've done one for the rockies um i've done a national shirt i did a, a yankees has um like the bronx on it um i've done a st louis cardinals shirt and it's not necessarily using those team names or those team logos per se but it's it's the design is emphasized that is like that team. You know what I mean? Like the one I give the Rockies is like the mountains with a baseball kind of shooting around it and it says mile high on it. So it's just just baseball generic that kind of ties in those teams in those in those cities. Yeah. Which I think which I think is a big thing that's kind of became more popular these past couple of years. Um, just not maybe not have like the actual team logo on it, but something that everyone you're wearing it, obviously everyone knows what what team you're repping, but it actually right. doesn't have that logo. I think, I mean, personally, just at, from what I've seen, just being on a college campus, just seeing different websites as I as I scroll through on the from the podcast. I mean, I think that's become really popular. Uh, it's just maybe not like I wouldn't say the word generic, but more like not have the actual team logo on it. But like you said, like you, you can see what team what team you're rooting for uh, when you're wearing it. Yeah, for sure. But now, now that you've been in this business now for four years, starting in 2018, uh, what has been like the most difficult part of the of this process that you've gone through so far? 
the most difficult is, I would say, the printing aspect of it. Um, right now, I was in the beginning. I was just using a local printer. I would just run a few shirts there as they were ordered, and then I'd handle them, ship them, things like that. Um, I since since uh, since the start of the brand in twenty full hustle baseball brand in twenty nineteen, um, I've kind of went the route of print on demand company. So I do all the designs, I upload them to the site, I do all that stuff. Um, but any orders go through that print from my site, so they, they will they'll receive the they receive the payment. They then print. They come as they are ordered, so there's no inventory. It's just you order it, they they print that one, shirt, and then they ship it for me. And then, as as sales go, I I incur incur a, a percentage of that cost. So if I sell in a shirt for twenty dollars, majority of that cost is going to material and print and I get the percentage of that that's left over. Okay. So dig it, dig it into that process of what it does to 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 dig uh, to make that shirt. Um just take us through that process of where you kind of where maybe you get some of your ideas from, how long that process generally takes to design it, get it up on your website and then get it printed out to where people are actually um buying it. Obviously you said you have no inventory, but to where the the design process all the way up to where it's on your website and people are actually buying it. Yeah, so my, my inspiration comes from anything I see, really. I could be in a grocery store and I see a signage that I kind of like how it's structured. I like the font, like the way it looks. I would kind of, oh, I can do, I can use that same kind of styling of the font, but use it in this way as far as like baseball um, is considered. And I'm like, oh, so I'll do that. So anything I see, signage, if I see other shirts, um, I don't. I don't ever cop, try to copy anybody, but if I like a styling of it, I would kind of create something very similar. Obviously, I change the fonts, I change the design, and what's being used. But the kind of overall feel has that same styling to it. Okay. So, do you have any launches coming up here soon in the near future? Yeah, like I said, I'm working on. I'm working on one that's the um, hustles. Hustle was was the word that I was using. Hustle is the right way to play, or something like that. So kind of along those lines. I, I don't have it open on my on my computer at the moment, so um, I'm not sure the exact term. Um, but it's like hustle play, is playing the game is playing the game right, or something like that. Okay. But some kind of that with those with those words on it. I'm trying to not just use just plain lettering and just words on a shirt. I'm trying to kind of make it a design, make it a graphic, kind of just to get eye, eye-catching design rather than just letters. Yeah. So here, have you ever had, um, I know you said a lot of your stuff just actually baseball-inspired stuff, but do you ever have like collaborations with maybe other baseball companies or just collaborations with other businesses at all? Um, I did a collaboration with um, this one brand I don't think they're in existence anymore. I haven't seen their page update in a while, and they're kind of non-repliant uh, when I try to message them. Um, but it was called like Backside, 
uh, baseball, but they, um, we had a, we were working on one, but it never went to fruition because I kind of, they just kind of dropped away. Um, I've gotten interest in other brands who wants to do a collaboration. One being, um, it's called Baseball Zone. They're on Instagram as well. Um, they do a couple baseball designs. They've reached out to possible do some collaboration. Um, somebody not necessarily requested, but asked if I would ever be interested in doing a collaboration with a Dodger fan page called uh, 294. Um, they're more of a traveling, traveling baseball fan uh, group. But what they do is they take like thousands of Dodger fans and they'll travel to like San Diego or Arizona or San Francisco and they'll just like be a whole section in those away uh, states with just a bunch of Dodger fans in one section. Um, so there's a collaboration um, there, but there's no, nothing that's gone into fruition actually happened. Okay. So as, as you head into the future with Hustle Baseball, maybe what's your vision for the company? Obviously, you said having brand ambassadors here, now the NIL is a thing. But besides that, what are some other vis- uh, goals and some visions that you have for the company overall as a whole? So th- what I'm working on right now, um, I'm actually working with a couple – I reached out to a couple of local um, travel ball and little leagues in the area. Um, and I'm working on trying to work out a um, fundraiser with them where their fans can purchase um, any of the items on my site and the league will get 20% of those sales. Um, so it's like I'm trying to find a way to expand my reach locally and promote my brand locally as well as promoting and trying to help those leagues and in their and their goal to, you know continue to run and and play the game yeah at their so division. is Los in, in Los Angeles is there a lot of little league uh, a lot of little league organizations or is there a lot of tra- more travel going on because i know here in the midwest like if you're a, if you're a decent ball player I mean, you're usually playing for some sort of travel ball team that's going and traveling different places. So is that more of the same in the West Coast, or is there still a lot of Little League organizations uh, for those little kids? There's still a lot of Little Leagues in the area. Um, there's there's more there's travel ball popping, uh, teams popping up more often. Um, I've kind of worked with one a little bit. Um, I actually did a couple designs for them for their own apparel. Um, they're called the SoCal Gladiators. Um, but a lot of them is just, there's a lot of little leagues. So I work with, um, I'm trying to work with a little league called Lomita Little League, which is in the city of Lomita, California. Um, not too far from where I'm at now. Um, I'm in, I'm in actually the city of Torrance. So it's about 30 minutes, like I said, 30 minutes south of downtown LA. Um, and I coach my son at the Torrance Little League. There's kind of, I'm reaching out to them, trying to work out a deal with them. And then there's another one in city of san pedro which is actually not too far it's actually also the south bay here i'm trying to work with them so those are three local little leagues that i'm closest to that i'm trying to work out work with them to help promote myself locally as well as get them um funds that they can use to help keep the facilities up up to date and and things like that so as you continue to promote your brand, just overall social baseball and just continuing to get bigger and bigger, do you ever plan on making this a full-time job or 
or you still just want to stick with it as kind of your side hustle? Um, right now, that's kind of where it looks like it's staying for the foreseeable future. Um, I would definitely love to have this thing blow up and it's something that I can work on full time and, and move away from, possibly move away from the print on demand and have my own, um, you know, warehouse, my own inventory and do all that. Uh, that's would ideally be the end goal. Um, but that for me, that looks like it's more like a five year away type goal. Um, but it's definitely something I thought about and, and would love for it to, to blow up to that, that size. So you mentioned to not possibly going to be not print on demand. So are there a lot of benefits to not, to not being print on demand? Cause I know a lot of, like I've talked to a couple companies who are kind of in your same boat. Like it's their side hustle to make these baseball designs and just baseball uh, shirt graphics. Um, and they all kind of do that same thing where it's print on demand. I really don't know like what companies and stuff like that. That's just not the industry that I'm in, but is there like, is there benefits to not being print on demand? Uh, the only benefit that I see is more beneficial going away from it is you is quality control. Really. Um, when you're going out on your own and you're doing your own printing, um, things like that, you can control the quality of the print. Um, even if you're not going to do your own printing, you're not going to buy your own print press and do your own screening and all that stuff. Um, you can then go out and research and get samples from different printers and find one that you like their quality, they're, they're high end, they're great. And then you can stick with them and they're actually printing to your specifications and your needs and what you want. Whereas print on demand, um, you really have no control or no say in how they print it or if the quality is good. The one thing that's good about the print on demand is if they do a print for somebody, if they buy it, say they buy a shirt with one of my designs and they get it and the design is kind of messed up, crooked, or if you do, you wear it and you wash it once and then the ink starts to crack off. The good thing about the print on demand is they will replace that shirt, no questions asked. Because they're 100% about uh, customer satisfaction. So if I get a shirt, the ink is all jacked up. I, you know, I, re I write them, write a cue. They'll they'll issue you a shirt at no cost, no shirt or anything, and they and they, they keep the other one no problem. Even if it's not that big of a deal, if like it's slightly crooked, but it's you know it's still a misprint, they let you keep it and they send you a new one, no cost. Okay, that's something that's cool about the print on demand. It doesn't cost me anything. It doesn't cost the customer anything to do a reprint. Yeah. I and mean, that's definitely, that's definitely a lot of special benefit. That, that's definitely a benefit when it comes to that. But um, James, that's all the questions I got for you. Really appreciate you coming on the show. I'm glad I got to learn more about Hustle Baseball and yourself as a whole. Um, like I said, I do kind of want to keep a relationship with you because as down the road, as I gain NIL and I gain baseball clients, um, I do kind of want to um, just possibly have some partnerships down the road. So um just really appreciate you coming on the show and I want to wish you the best of luck as you continue on with hustle baseball. Yeah, I appreciate it. having me on. Um, I'll continue to follow your page and we'll, we'll stay connected for sure and see what the future holds. And that's going to do it for another episode of the JKR podcast and another weekend of the JKR podcast. 
Really want to thank Alex and James for both coming on the show this weekend. Was really excited to learn more about their businesses, businesses, see what they've got going on. Uh, but make sure to check out the podcast next weekend as we have one other weekend of business within baseball. Got two great CEOs coming on the show, CEO for Crack and Bat Company and the CEO for Cleat Clear, also in the works for a third episode next weekend as well, all digging into the business side of baseball, business side of sports. Um, but with that being said, like I said, we do have a new partnership that we just finalized, got going on here in a couple weeks, going to be having a big interview series with one of the best baseball programs in the nation. Um, so I'm really excited for that. Hope you guys get to enjoy that here coming up very, very soon. But for any more updates on the JKR podcast, check out our social media, check out our website. Social media is going to be at JKR underscore podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Website is going to be www.jkrpodcast.com. But with that being said, I want to thank you guys for the support, and I'll catch you guys next weekend.